Greetings, people of the internet. My name is Big Mo, and it is my honor to welcome you to the hardest hitting, full of ranting, most entertaining show in the world. This is the Dave Van Aken Show! What's up, guys? Dave Van Auken here, the Dave Van Auken Show, pod 124. Where are we? This is Tuesday, August 23rd, beautiful 2022. And crap, we got a lot to get into. A lot, a lot. Wow, what a weekend. Like, what a weekend. Not even the expiration point at the very end. A crazy comeback. A crazy knockout against the pound-for-pound best fighter in the world. Not the end new of Leon Edwards. We had Bare Knuckle FC with Platinum Perry and MVP. We had the Kayla Harrison show. We had a huge boxing match. It just... An absolute bananas weekend. And then not even all that aside. And, of course, this is called the Dave Van Alken Show. So we're going to talk a little Dave Van Alken. I made my uh, UFC Fight Pass commentary debut. Uh, what a show that was. Game Bread Boxing 2 live in Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, PG Pearl Gonzalez in the co-main event. Devin Cushion, the undefeated Devin Cushion, the Jedi of the jab, uh, was in the main event with a uh, great, great performance. So a lot to get into. A lot. We... We will try to uh, make this work the best we can. Hopefully, you guys had a good weekend as well. And then the train keeps on rolling, guys. I will be leaving in a couple days to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Bare Knuckle FC 28, the main event. Maybe you heard of it. Uh, maybe you know a very dear part of the Fight Finesse family. The Killer Bee, Taylor Sterling, challenges Christine Fierre for the Bare Knuckle FC Flyweight Championship of the World. I cannot wait to be there. Cannot wait. Won't miss it for the world. Uh, feet on the ground. Boots on the ground, they might say. It's going to be bananas. I cannot wait. Um, very, very big moment. Very big. All right. Um, yeah, let's start with a little bit with me, right? It's, it's called the Dave Van Ocker Show. I can do that. So last week, a week and a half ago, I got a phone call and shows were moved and stuff was moved and um you know it's the fight game right stuff happens a daily weekly it's crazy if you get in this business you will understand and i got a phone call saying hey we need you to commentate on this show and it's going to be on ufc fight pass i'm like okay let's go let's go um, I've done stuff for Fight Pass and I've been in talks with Fight Pass with other stuff. We won't get into that. That might be another podcast for another day, right? But I never, uh, you know, I've commentated multiple uh, shows and events, but I never commentated live for Fight Pass. And they said, yep, you're going to be the lead. You know, you're going to have the producer in the ear. We actually don't even know who your partner is going to be yet, which is kind of, uh, that's half of it. I, I absolutely love the people that I've commentated with, uh, to be brutally honest. A lot of them were handpicked by me. Um, I want to be comfortable and have that banter. If you're going to go live, people don't understand how hard it is. I'm not trying to say because I do it. Just try it. I'll try it in your home. And try it with the biggest UFC names and fights that you should have 
we've seen Kamar Usman fight 15 times in our life. We should have a lot of connective tissue to Kamar Usman. So talking about him might not be hard. You know, the shows that I do, I'm doing regional shows and, 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 and shows that are people on the cusp of making it to that big next level. So it's a little bit harder to go. And not that it's the, the longevity. One fight you can do. One fight you can get up. You can get amped. You can drink that iced coffee and you can be ready to go. But try doing it for three straight hours. No breaks. Uh, transitions have to be on point. You have a producer in your ear. Eight, six, we're going to tail the tape in three, two. And you can't just leave those eight seconds blank. You have to, on the spot, producer in your ear saying eight seconds. And then you have to say, we can't wait for the main event. We're about to call the tail of the tape with Devin Cushion and Lucas Magnoni. And boom, as soon as you hit Magnoni, one, we're rolling. It's incredible. It, it's I, I wouldn't change it for the world. I love it. I'm addicted to it. I cannot wait to do it again. Tell you the truth, I think I'm pretty damn good at it. Uh, the, I guess the UFC Fight Pass people talked to the people who were part of it. They thought I was pretty damn good too. They liked and they did like my catch line. My guy Dean Tool said, "Dave, that was hot. That was on the spot. Uh, didn't literally didn't know I was going to say it until I said it. And boom, we were uh, they we thought we had some gold." Um, so with that, let me kind of tell you one fun story be on that, and then we'll go into Edwards. I promise. I do have a nugget at the end of the pod, uh, how you're going to bet Tremayev and Diaz. That's coming up next at the end. Um, so when we get to the show, I had to do a voiceover the night before. That was pretty damn cool to never do that before you go into this room. They got all this equipment. You do this uh, really, really um, cool voiceover. Then... We're going to go live Central Time at 7 p.m., 8 o'clock Eastern. 7, 7, we're live. Hot mic, UFC Fight Pass. So at 6.15, we're supposed to be at the venue, and we're going to do that minute, two-minute. Uh, you know, as soon as you kind of start the show and you see us with the mic and the lights are on and the people are walking in the background, and you record it, you know, here you go. Here's the magic. Uh, you know, Santa Claus people, right? Santa Claus. You record it beforehand. So to make sure everything is smooth and everything is good and, you know, if you slip up or don't say the right thing, blah, blah, they they know. And also, too, they want to hear what you're going to say because sometimes they put a little video on what you say. If I just talk nothing about Devin Cushion, they want to put Devin Cushion highlights up. So with all that being said, um, at 6.15, the producers had like a little technical issue. So we couldn't do it at 6.15. They're like, guys, we're going to do it 6.40 on the dot because we need time to... Uh, you to record and we get it. We're going to edit it. So 640, we are rolling. So at 640, we record. And that's when I do say my catch line at the end. Uh, this ain't UFC talk pass. This is UFC fight pass. Let's get to the action. Boom. 643, they they get it. Uh, great producers. I had nothing but great things to say about all those people behind the scenes. I appreciate them immensely. UFC fight pass was um, awesome. It was awesome to work with them. And 6.43, we're done. Uh, 6.45 comes, 6.50. So now I'm kind of getting ready to be really honest. You ready? I want to go to the bathroom one last freaking time because I know I'm going to have a hot mic for two, three straight hours. I want to go to the bathroom one more time. I run to the restroom. I walk back to our commentary spot, eight minutes, kind of ready to like compose myself, ready to go. And they go, guys, um, we had another technical audio issue. You guys looked awesome. What you said was awesome, but it came back with uh, some stupid feedback. It, it, We can't use it. We cannot use that content. So it's 6.53. We're about to go live in seven minutes over 200 countries. 
and they go, hey, do you mind just doing it live? And I'm like, oh, shit. So, by the way, my uh, commentary, my wingman is Yuli Diaz. Yuli Diaz and I, we've, we've been on a podcast before. We've met multiple times before. You know, our, we have a great mutual friend with Taylor Starlin. So, we are, um, you know, it's cool. It was, it was dope to do it. It was his first time doing it as well. And we look at each other, me and uh, Yuli were like, one, hell, hell yeah, let's go for it. And two, we didn't have any other choice. <laughs> like, And we kind of looked at each other like, can we maybe do it? He's like, no, like we got to do it, you know, live. And then the last little uh, trick in the, all this is, and he kind of says he, and really stay on what you said last time, because we know what you said and we had it. And we're starting to edit stuff. So we have kind of video of highlights of Pearl Gonzalez and Devin Cushion mostly because you brought them up and we want to use those highlights over the voiceover. And if you switch shit up and you don't say them or say too much of them, that messes up the time. So let's try to keep it almost really the same. And guys, I don't have to tell you this. You know this. You can in the car ride home going to your wife or you're going to uh you're going to be you're going to ground your son and you're you're planning your what you're going to say live right you're you're planning it on driving home this is what I'm going to say to my wife this is what I'm going to say to my son who who you know disobeyed the teacher and I got this 40 seconds but every time you're in the room and you're saying it it never comes out the exact 40 seconds you say you know what i mean it never comes out the exact same thing you want so in my mind i'm like shit we're about to go live over 200 countries our Yuli and myself's first time ever out live commentating on UFC Fight Pass. And we're doing the opening dead live. Live as can be, as raw and as cut as can be. And not even that, we even have like a little bit of script in our heads because we've done it before. They like what we did and they want us to do it again so they can put the same highlights back behind it. And with all that being said, we fucking nailed it. <laughs> we nailed it. We killed it. It was awesome. Uh, Right afterwards, we put on our headphones, we walked to our uh, commentating desk spot, and the producer right in my ear goes, you guys nailed it, let's continue, let's keep it rolling, let's go. So, it was awesome, it was a great way to start the night, it was one of those things, uh, there's nothing like live TV, and there's nothing like learning on what is going to happen, and and it just, it's everything was new. Everything I did was absolutely new. Voiceovers, um, recording before the show, recorded live on the show. It was all new. It was awesome. Commentating. I can't wait to do it again. That was one. The but it was a bucket list item. Everyone that knows me and has been following the show and the brand fight, and as you know how much we love UFC Fight Pass. So it was definitely absolutely a bucket list thing for myself. So there we go. All right, that's enough of uh, Dave's uh, diaries, right? UFC 278 officially in the books. And guys, later on the week, I think we're going to have Ben and Bananas Wednesday night, Ryan Quinn, L. Wagman. By the way, shout out to L. Wagman. L. Wagman came to Biloxi, Mississippi. We had our guy, Eddie Martinez, of course, record everything behind the scenes. Um, because with me doing commentary, Fight Bananas, we were covering the event and I we couldn't do what we usually do. So uh, L. Wagman absolutely stepped up and, sh and she showed out. She was tremendous. So real quick shout out to them. So Wednesday night, we'll kind of do a little bit more of a recap of the show and the betting show and what's coming up next. And like I said, I'm not going to break down everything. I probably, it just, um, it was a crazy weekend. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to do. I'm getting ready to go to Albuquerque. Uh, just, yeah, shout outs to Kayla Harrison 
and what the PFL did. Uh, shout outs to um, Platinum Perry with a just an app, one of the most, um, I don't want to say big, what's the, just a, the momentum that Platinum Mike Perry has right now with winning those fights for bare knuckle and just the showmanship and, and everything. I, I really do think if he wants that Jake Paul and if Jake Paul wants that fight, that's going to happen. I've heard rumors of other stuff that Mike Perry might do in 2023. Um, you know, I know the cliche is the cliche, but the world is his oyster. Like it's, he can do anything he wants and get paid for almost any amount of money. He's uh, on cloud nine in the uh, combat sports world, but we have a new welterweight champion of the world in the UFC. How do you like him now? Leon freaking Edwards gets the job done. Huge underdog going into the fight and especially going into the fifth round. So like I said, I was in Biloxi. I drove through the night with family. We had like a birthday party to go to during the day. One of our girls weren't feeling good. So I drove through the night from Biloxi, Mississippi to Daytona. And I'm not going to lie. You ready for this one? I No spoiler alert. I fell asleep at 8.30 p.m. Knocked out. Missed everything. And usually when I go to bed because of my socials and stuff of that nature, I always turn my phone off on silent. But with me just getting knocked out at 8.30, I was in the middle of watching AJ Fletcher's fight, right? Uh, my phone wasn't on silent. So as soon as uh, Leon Edwards gets the knockout, I guess, 22 text, uh, 15 personal DM messages, and three, four phone calls. And all of it's like Edwards, Edwards, Edwards. I'm like, oh my gosh, Leon just did it. So, of course, on socials, you see the knockout, but I don't have any um, uh, context to it. So, of course, I have to go back. I have to watch the whole pay-per-view. I have to watch that fight. And just even one through social media, but two, just I got to watch now the details of the fight. And that's like the thing that kind of uh, really got me was how he won the first round and, and looked good. And you're like, whoa, we might have something here. And then when I'm watching the fight for the first time ever, because I know it was a comeback, people said, and the knockout was nasty with a minute left in the very last round. Very Yai, Yuri Prohazic, and Anderson Silva-like. I, I, I had no, no idea the rounds two through four was just a uh, look like a selfless uh, Leon Edwards. He didn't. He seemed like he didn't want to be there. It was really odd. I, I don't know. I don't know if he felt like he did everything he needed to do to win the fight in round one. And didn't put him away? I I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. We have to ask Leon, I guess. But what a moment for Leon Edwards. What a UFC shape. Uh, like, uh, it just the, the future of so many different storylines <coughs> are changed forever. Usman, pound for pound, not anymore. Usman has the greatest welterweight, not anymore. Uh, what's the next welterweight championship? I, we have zero idea. They could do the trilogy match right away. Yes. It could be Leon Edwards versus Gamebred Jorge Masvidal. It could be whatever Nate Diaz upsets uh, Chemayev. Whatever Chemayev, who they had a fight poster against Leon, beats uh, Diaz in the first. Chemayev versus Leon. We have zero idea, and it's pretty damn cool. It's awesome. The, the future, uh, it's like that show What If on uh, Disney Plus for the Marvel. It's like everything is different. Everything, we have no idea what's next, and it's really cool. It's something unique and different, and I'm just pretty pretty pumped that uh, that's the direction we're going. So um, great, great moment. One of the coolest moments. One of the craziest, I think the craziest moment in UFC history. And uh, just, yeah, congratulations to Leon Edwards. Guys, we're going to go in, like I said, a really cool segment. I recorded it yesterday. 
uh, right away when this, I kind of had this moment and especially I saw the odds. I went to mybookie.ag, go to mybookie.ag, use promo code bananas. And I saw the odds on Chemayev and Diaz and I had a take. So here comes um, my take on my bet in advice for the main event of UFC 279, Chemayev and Diaz. That's coming up next. So shout out to uh, mybookie.ag, mybookie.ag, use the promo code bananas. Guys, I'll talk to you guys uh, probably tomorrow, bed and bananas tomorrow night, um, probably later in the week. I- I'm not too sure. I'm going to be in Albuquerque. Uh, looks like I probably will be uh, going to Jackson Wink. Very, very excited for that. Um, but it's, hey, guys, it's the Taylor Starlin Show, Bare Knuckle FC 28, uh, boots on the ground, and um, we're, we're, we're ready. We are ready to uh, for the end new, and uh, we cannot wait. All right, guys, so here's my take. Uh, Chamayev Diaz uh, with my bookie, and uh, we'll take it from there, guys. Episode 124, we'll talk to you guys soon. Later. What's up, guys? How are you doing? Dave Van Auken here with Fight Bananas, and I got a little two, three minutes. I want to talk about next uh, pay-per-view's main event, Chimaev and Diaz at UFC 279 and the betting lines, especially with mybookie.ag. Guys, if you got to go to mybookie.ag right now, use the promo code BANANAS. You get a 50% off uh, match back deposit. Go to mybookie.ag. We, that's what we do here at Fight Bananas. We have better bananas. We love to do betting unders and overs and uh, our best bet and our underdogs. And we do all of our action at mybookie.ag. Ag. All right, let's get into it. A couple of days ago, UFC 278, we just saw one of the craziest knockouts and comebacks in the history of the sport with Leon Edwards um, winning the main event, knocking out Kamar Usman, one of the greatest UFC champions of all time, especially going into the fifth round. I saw live odds. Usman was a minus 5,000, Edwards plus 1,500, so on and so on and so on. And that led me, of course, you know, the show keeps on going. The train keeps on going. And next month's pay-per-view, right? Uh, Chamayev and Diaz, I think we're two, three weeks away. Went on mybookie.ag. I checked out the odds. And we're going to put it up right here, right? Uh, Hazmat Chamayev is a minus 1250 bet in favorite. On the comeback, Nathan Diaz, uh, plus 650. So when I saw those odds right away, and then let me, I, I have a spiel why I'm doing this is, if you had to pick one or the other, who's going to win that fight? I would uh, guess, right? Yeah, I would assume that 98% of us would just pick Chemayev. He's undefeated. He looks unstoppable. He's going to win the fight, right? We get it. It's almost like the world, the casual things, UFC is leading Nate Diaz to slaughter. It's his last fight. He's angry with the company. He wants out of the company. They all think it's a setup for Chemayev. With that being said... After we just saw what we just saw, there's no way I can put my hard-earned money on a minus 1250 Chimaev. Can't do it. Won't do it. For one, with Matt Sarah and Holly Holm and Leon Edwards and Julieta Pena, the list goes on and on and on and on. How about Christopher Curtis, what he did like 10 months ago, right? We have seen incredible um, underdogs win fights more often than not. It's mixed martial arts. It is a fight. At the end of the day, two people, one person wins. 50-50. Yes, skill and talent and grit and heart. Maybe uh, more often than none, the better fighter wins. But but when you kind of throw in all these different things I'm going to throw in right now, right? Chemayev is only 11-0. and 
only 5-0 in the UFC, has never been on the poster. He's been on the poster once against Leon Edwards and didn't make it to the fight. With all this extra and all this absolutely, uh, people are saying, when is he going to win? How dominant he is and how dominant he's going to win. And it's almost a bygone conclusion that he is going to win. He's never been in the main event. He's never had all the media on him. Still young in one in the mixed martial arts world, still young in the UFC world. And of course, he's never done it before. He is a main event rookie. And on the opposite side, to me, is the exact opposite of that. Nate Diaz, who is a veteran's veteran, has been in the biggest spots of our sport. Main event in Madison Square Garden against the Jorge Gamebred Masvidal in a BMF title with The Rock and Trump there. He has been in every single kind of main event. He's fought Conor McGregor in one of the biggest fights, if not, and then the rematch of the biggest fight maybe in UFC history. Nate's done it all. And tell me this, and just feed me out. This is my last kind of hot take on this is, tell me Nate Diaz is not that guy with that chip that wants to kind of throw up the finger at the UFC just one last time. When Conor McGregor was the biggest star in the sport and probably still is the biggest star in the sport, and he, on 12 days notice, 10 days notice, defeated him, tell me that little chip on the shoulder of, that's that's your boy? Like, that's the UFC's cash cow? He put a, a little bit of an end to it. Yes, I know the rematch came back and Conor won the rematch, but Nate kind of gets lifted. Nate arises to this occasion. And now since um, George St. Pierre and Chuck Liddell, and then we went to the John Jones era and Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar and Conor McGregor, maybe you can argue the new cash cow, the new UFC rocket boy could be Hazmat Chemayev. And tell me on the way out, his last fight with the company Nate Diaz won't, with that chip on the shoulder, might want to throw up that finger one last time to the UFC and say, hey, UFC, this is your guy. Nah, nah, not no more. He will want to put cold water on the cash cow. And at plus 650, how can you not sprinkle a little bit on Nathan Diaz? How can you not go with the underdog, Nate Diaz, at plus 650? I don't know. That's where I'm leaning. I cannot bet. I cannot put my hard-earned money on Hazmat Chemayev at minus twelve fifty, and to me, we're a couple weeks out. That odd, that number will only go higher. Parlays and uh, multiple people will put Chemayev in every single parlay. They'll pick a, a prelim, they'll pick an over under, and then they'll throw Chemayev as the anchor. And I, I would just want to throw this out there as a cautionary tale. What we just saw a couple days ago at UFC two seventy eight. Watch out for a major betting upset at the end of UFC 279 with Nate Diaz and Hazmat Chemayev. All right, guys, go right now to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code BANANAS for 50% match back deposit. I'm Dave Van Auken. Go to mybookie.ag. Uh, that was absolutely bananas. Bananas. <laughs>